48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. The president of the Legislative Council has dismissed claims that LegCo has become a rubber stamp, saying lawmakers are working with the government to improve people's livelihoods. The airport authority is looking to raise $50 billion in bonds to pay for the third runway project, which is expected to partially open next year. And the International Chamber of Commerce says it would be more economically advantageous for Hong Kong if it opened up to the world first. LegCo President Andrew Leung has dismissed criticism that the council has become a rubber stamp despite a sharp rise in the number of government bills passed by lawmakers in the past year. Mr Leung told reporters that chaos and filibusters were gone from LegCo since the introduction of the national security law. The council passed 46 government bills in the past year, more than double compared to the year before. Mr Leung said the government and the legislature are cooperating to improve people's livelihoods. It become more efficient because of time spent in delaying, blocking the bill were not there at all. So that is why we can uh, scrutinize double the amount. With the national security law being enforced, the government can focus more on the livelihood issues and economic issues, and therefore they can introduce more bills. The airport authority says it is planning to issue bonds of up to around $50 billion in the coming year to pay for the construction of the third runway project, which is expected to partially open next year. Timmy Song has the details. In a document to LegCo, airport officials say that since passenger traffic is expected to return to pre-pandemic levels in three to four years' time, there are considerable uncertainties over financial contributions from its operational surplus and passenger levy. The authority said it plans to issue U.S. dollar bonds of up to $4 billion U.S. billion to raise more capital, taking advantage of the current low-interest environment. It added that depending on the market situation, they may also issue Hong Kong dollar bonds of around $20 billion next year. The International Chamber of Commerce says the government is going the wrong direction if it aligns Hong Kong's COVID restrictions with that on the mainland to reopen the border. He was commenting after the government announced tighter restrictions such as scrapping quarantine exemptions so the mainland border could be reopened faster. The chamber's vice chairman, George Cordley, said the chamber's members felt it was more economically advantageous for the SAR to open up to the rest of the world first. We feel in view of the international element of our economy, it's probably economically more beneficial for us to open up to the rest of the world because we also feel that the mainland, given the level of vaccination it's achieving, probably by the end of 2022, the mainland will have moved with the rest of the world towards a live with COVID mode. So I think perhaps it's better for us to do that earlier rather than later. Minority rights group Hong Kong Unison says the city's laws should be expanded to ban discrimination based on a person's nationality or immigration status. The group's executive director, Phyllis Zhang, made the remarks after the mainland affairs secretary, Eric Zhang, told lawmakers last week that his bureau would submit a blueprint on outlawing discrimination against mainland Chinese people. Ms Zhang said in 2003, lawmakers passed a motion calling for the broader anti-discrimination laws. She questioned why officials were singling out mainlanders. We hope there is not going to be uh, an express provision just protecting um, mainlanders uh, on the grounds of residency status. Um, It should be a broader 
protection because under the, um, it should be a broader protection uh, that um, anyone uh, with discrimination against on the grounds of nationality and also immigration status. So including um, actually all ethnic minorities. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby has said the United States is working on hypersonic weapon technologies. Our own pursuit of uh, hypersonic capabilities uh, is is real. Um, it's tangible, and 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 we are absolutely working uh, towards being able to develop that capability. Meanwhile, top military officer General Mark Milley said the hypersonic weapons, with features including flight trajectory, speed and maneuverability, are capable of evading early warning systems. The United States has for the first time issued a passport that has an X in the box that designates gender, signalling that its holder does not identify as male or female. The document was issued to Dana Zim, a 63-year-old intersex activist who took legal action against the State Department. Dana Zim explained what having the new passport means. It's an exciting moment. I guess there are places... And say, yes, this is who I am. You, you know, I got the big passport and I got the little card. So when people ask for my ID, so I'm going to pull that out and here it is. You know, it's, it's a federal document. More than 10 countries, including Canada, Germany, Argentina, India and Pakistan, currently issue passports with a third gender option. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has unveiled a modernization plan for the State Department with an emphasis on improving the State Department's expertise and performance in climate, global health, cybersecurity and emerging technologies, economics, economics and multilateral diplomacy. It reflects a significant reorientation of U.S. foreign policy that focuses on the forces that most directly and consequentially affect Americans' lives, livelihoods and security and that will increasingly be at the heart of our alliances and partnerships and core to our engagement with strategic competitors. A growing migrant caravan bound for the United States has set out with about 2,000 people leaving the southern Mexican city of Tapachula near the Guatemala border. Its leaders, however, estimated its size to be 4,000, more than a quarter of them children. Luis Garcia Villagran, a member of the Center for Human Dignity, said 1,500 young people were among them. Van más de 1,256 niños menores de 7 años. There are more than 1,256 children under 7 years old. For the under 18s, there are more than 1,500. There are 65 pregnant women, three of them more than 8 months pregnant. Tres de ellas con más de 8 meses. Police in the U.S. state of New Mexico say it's too early to say whether they'll bring charges in the fatal shooting of a cinematographer on a film set last week. Helena Hutchins was killed when the Hollywood actor Alec Baldwin accidentally shot her during filming for a scene in the Western movie Rust. The Santa Fe County Sheriff is Adam Mendoza. We are working thoroughly to gather all the facts of the investigation, continue interviews and further, further analyze the pro and process the evidence. I want to ensure the victims, their families and the public that we are conducting a thorough and objective investigation. France has released a list of sanctions that it may impose on Britain as early as next week if more progress is not made in a post-Brexit dispute over fishing rights in British waters. The BBC's Lucy Williamson is in Paris. 
France is threatening an escalating series of measures targeting both imports and energy supplies unless more British fishing licences are issued by next week. From Tuesday, it says Channel Ports will impose new checks and restrictions on imports from the UK. If that doesn't work, the country will look at its supply of electricity to the Channel Islands. Ministers have already warned that supply could be reduced if the row over fishing licences remains unresolved. Models have donned chocolate-studded dresses during a fashion show as part of the Chocolate Fair in Paris. This year, the traditional chocolate dress parade returned for the opening of the fair following last year's cancellation due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Master chocolatier Vincent Guillai said it's a challenge to create a chocolate-laced dress. The main difficulty of a dress with chocolate on it is that there is an issue of temperature because the chocolate melts with the temperature of the body. So you have to have a screen which will be the fabric, the veiling and then the big difficulty remains the temperature with the atmosphere and also the fragility of the chocolate. The United Nations Special Envoy for the Horn of Africa has told the Security Council that Monday's military takeover was a tragic event for Sudan. Parfait Onanga and Yanga said the restoration of constitutional order in Sudan was critically urgent. He said the coup highlighted the fragility of some African governments. The tragic event unfolding in Sudan following the unconstitutional change of government reflects the shaky transitions that many countries in the region are going through. It will be therefore critical to urgently restore the constitutional order in Sudan, consistent with the constitutional declaration, as well as the Juba peace agreement. A video of a dinosaur urging the United Nations General Assembly to act immediately to avoid extinction at the hands of climate change has been released by the United Nations Development Programme. In the video, titled Don't Choose Extinction, a Tyrannosaurus Rex-like dinosaur named Frankie says, at least we had an asteroid, referring to the theory explaining dinosaurs' extinction 70 million years ago. It continues by saying, what's your excuse? French actor Isa Mega is one of the celebrities lending their voice to the dinosaur. The goal of the campaign is not just to be a wake-up call, it's um, urging immediate action to fight climate change to ensure our survival. Um, it's also to address growing inequalities increased by climate change. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,613. 25, That's 28 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $74 billion. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 113.57 yen. The, US, the euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 16 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 68 cents. Sports now, and we start with baseball. Houston's Jose Altuve has smashed a home run and scored twice to spark the Astros over the Atlanta Braves 7-2, leveling the World Series at one victory each. Martin Maldonado added a two-run single for the Astros, who deadlocked Major League Baseball's best-of-seven championship final ahead of Game 3 Friday in Atlanta. 
Moving on to football, Ronald Koeman has lost his job as manager of Barcelona. The Dutchman was sacked shortly after the team's 1-0 loss to Rayo Vallencano, a game in which Memphis Depay missed a penalty. The result left Barca ninth in La Liga. Koeman had been under constant pressure after a poor start to the club's first season without Lionel Messi in nearly two decades. Real Madrid topped the table on goal difference despite being held by Osasuna to a goalless draw. Their level on points with Sevilla, Real Betis and Real Sociedad. In the English League Cup, Manchester City's four-year reign as title holders is over. Saeed Benrahma from the penalty spot to make it five out of five. Scores! West Ham win the tie. Manchester City are knocked out of the League Cup. Saeed Benrahma scored the winning penalty as West Ham United ousted Manchester City from the League Cup. The game finished 0-0 after 90 minutes at London Stadium. The Hammers won the shootout 5-3 to reach the quarterfinals. More details from the BBC's Ian Dennis. 2015 was the last time this competition was won by a club outside of Manchester. Success in the four consecutive seasons, Manchester City have won it five times out of six. The last time they lost a tie five years ago, Manchester United triumphed. Well, West Ham have knocked out both of those two teams this season as they join Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham and Brentford to make it five clubs from the capital in the last eight. Liverpool and Leicester City complete the Premier League lineup with the only other side, Sunderland of League One, hoping for an attractive home tie in Saturday's quarter-final draw. Now to Australia, where the Adelaide United midfielder Josh Cavallo has become the first gay footballer to come out while still playing in the country's top flight. The 21-year-old said he'd been fighting with his sexuality for six years and he was glad he could put that to rest. It's really hard to explain, but when I told my two coaches, Carl and Ross, I already felt so much better and I felt like everything was off my shoulders and I could perform to a complete different level. So knowing that the world knows now and I've got no more secrets up my sleeve and I I don't need to hide, I can be my authentic self and it's okay, I can't imagine what I can bring to the table now. And I hope that one day I can inspire someone in the younger generation or someone else behind the phone that's struggling and sees my story and sees that it's okay. The world loved this. It's, we're in 2021. It's, it's a different time to what it was before. It's more accepting. And I've been, I've been nothing but given good things by the public. So I hope that one day someone else can follow my lead and come out too. And it's just normal. It becomes normal, you know, playing football. doesn't matter who you are. Everyone's welcomed. To the weather forecast, mainly cloudy with sunny periods during the day, moderate east to northeasterly winds occasionally fresh offshore. The temperature now is 26 degrees with the humidity at 72%. To end the news, the top stories once again. The president of the Legislative Council has dismissed claims that LegCo has become a rubber stamp, saying lawmakers are working with the government to improve people's livelihoods. The airport authority is looking to raise $50 billion in bonds to pay for the third runway project, which is expected to partially open next year. And the International Chamber of Commerce says it would be more economically advantageous for Hong Kong if it opened up to the world first. The news from RTHK. Stop stars, but things can't be good. We got everything we need in our neighborhood. No fancy cars. Remember when we were 15, smoking in the park. Never really noticed you, but I was falling hard. Remember Jimmy's pickup from driving in the dark. 
Welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. Thursday the 28th, almost the end of October. Thank you very much for tuning in and thank you to James Ross earlier for the morning brew. Always lovely to see James in the office. We've got a busy program for you. This afternoon we're going to start today's show with a bit of humour as Sadie Kay's humour column is back, Sharp Pains, and this one is called Cats. I think it's safe to say Sadie is a dog person. We'll hear all about this in about 10 minutes or so. And after the 2 o'clock news, we're chatting with Sadia Osmani for this week's Chinwag. And today, Sadia will be talking about the importance of getting enough sleep. I think I can testify uh, to that. <laughs> Maybe we shall reveal how many hours of sleep uh, we get on, on average uh, just after the 2 o'clock news. And after the 2.30 news, Andrew Dembina joins us for a bit of artsing around as he talks 
talks about some global and local updates of art news. And of course, uh, we want to hear from you as well. Feel free to weigh in. Feel free to join us uh, in today's program. One, two, three show at rthk.hk. That's one, two, three show at rthk.hk. You can also find me on Facebook, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Time is now 19 minutes past one o'clock.